0: Hey, hey, what's up, friends? Grant Molden here. So glad to have you here with us today for episode 404 of the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, I'm joined by my buddy, Rory Vaden, to talk about his personal experience as a speaker and how to build a strong brand. Now, Roy credits his mom with raising him to really understand the principles of personal development and success. And during his college years, he found himself in door-to-door direct sales, soared to the top because of his desire to be invited to speak at the company's national convention. It was there that he met and listened to a speaker that had completely changed their Trajectory of Rory's future. I think you're going to be familiar with who that speaker is. During our conversation, Rory's going to share about the mentorship that changed his life, the intentionality it takes to break into the industry, and why it's so important to be well connected in the space. More importantly, Rory's going to share the fascinating journey that brought him to where he is today from sales to speaking and mentorship to entrepreneurship. He's got a ton of insight into how to build success with strategy and brand. Rory's story is inspiring. It's gonna challenge your mindset as you continue on your own entrepreneurial journey. You're gonna love this episode, so let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Rory Baden, enjoy. it's up for Instagram. Bolden here welcome back to the speaker lab podcast good to have you here with us today today we're chatting with my buddy rory vaden and uh gonna be talking about uh all things speaking but even bigger than speaking talking about uh just building a personal brand and rory and his team have become uh experts at that and so uh excited to chat with him now rory uh one thing i don't i don't know if i've told you this before but actually i was looking for i think i was, I was, well, I was emailing you recently and i was pulling up your email just at a quick search you know in your your inbox and I think one of the original emails I sent you was like in 2004, I Whoa. was just just getting started as a speaker uh, and I sent you an email. I think just, you know, you email a, a half a dozen different speakers just trying to pick people's brains and uh, like you had a, like a thorough email back uh, and I'll, I'll find it and forward it to you. So uh, you were uh, indirectly super helpful for me early on. and So I, I appreciate that and uh, appreciate you taking a minute to chat with us today
1: man. That's great. I mean, I was just telling you before you hit record, like I'm proud of, I'm so proud of you, dude. Like I, that's maybe a weird thing to say as a colleague, but like, you know, you've done a great job. You're helping people. Like you got, you got a great brand going and you're you know very specific, like solving a specific need in the world. And, you know, I so anyways, it's great. It's great to see wh- where you're, where you're at. And that's our, that's our, our heartbeat, man. I mean, you know, like a lot of people these days know us for some of the like really household names of the kind of people we work with but like our heartbeat is for that mission-driven messenger that aspiring person because that's who i was like i was 17 years old going like i feel called to this but i don't really know what to do or how to do it and it was just like there was just no playbook like right. i was like why did why isn't there like why are all these secrets and like random bits of information stored in random places so anyways it's great to be here man
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Well, and uh, I felt the same way early on of just, uh, if we go back 15, 16, 17 years ago, like there wasn't books and podcasts and resources on specifically for speakers on how do you find gigs and how much do you charge and who do you speak to? And like, how does this mysterious world work? And so, (laughs) you know, especially I think, I know I felt like this early on that uh, and I know you started super young as well. Where oftentimes we were the youngest people in the room, and there were audiences that you're speaking to who were like, "Man, these these people could be my parents." You know, like what are the what do I have to bring to the table? So, real quick, give us a quick snapshot of like what was how like how did you get into speaking, and what's kind of been your speaking uh, journey over the past several years?
1: Oh yeah, well, so I was raised by a single mom who sold Mary Kay cosmetics which means that I grew up learning the principles of personal development and success from the time that I was like a little kid. Yeah. Um, it also means I know more about makeup than I do about cars, um, which is a true story. But I grew up around you know personal development there. And then when I was in college, I went door to door. I was in a direct sales company and I went door to door for five years and uh, 14 hours a day, six days a week, straight commission, um paying all my own expenses and i i th- they had these national events every year where like the top student got to speak and so that was my whole motivation was like i i became a one of the all- time record holders just because i wanted to get invited to speak in front of like a few hundred people and so i did that and then um at one of those conventions there was a gentleman who came out on stage his name was eric chester mm-hmm. um and Eric is a hall of fame speaker. He's a CSP hall of famer. And he mentioned in his speech. So Grant, so he, I was recruiting students. Uh, I was going to the university of Denver. So D D U, um, dollars unlimited as I like to call it. So I'm at D U. And then I was recruiting though at CU Boulder, which was like 40 minutes up the road. And in his speech, Eric mentioned he had a son that went into CU Boulder. And so I went up to him and I said, Eric, man, like, that was an amazing speech. One day I want to do what you do. Cause it was funny and it was insightful. And I was like, but right now I need your son's phone number because I'm going to recruit him and he's going to come do this program. Um, That's awesome. and so he gave me his phone number, his son, Zach, and, um, and that happened. And, and I recruited Zach and basically the deal Eric made was if you personally mentor my son, in this program and make sure nothing bad happens to him when you guys are out there, like doing this crazy job, then when you graduate, I'll personally mentor you. And, and so this happened. So we went, um, so that, that went on for a couple of years. And then I finished graduate school and I, uh, or I finished undergrad and I'm, I'm meeting with Eric Chester. So true to his word, he's like, all right, let's have a meeting. And he said this, he goes, Rory, I don't play well with others and I never have had very many mentors because I'm annoyed by people who ask for my advice and don't follow it. And he said, if I'm going to spend time on you, you have to agree right now that you will 100% do everything that I say. And he's like six, six, I mean, 250 pounds, like he bodybuilder. Like he was like, you know, here I am like pretty boy, mama's boy, you know, Mary Kay boy. Um, and so I was like, yes, sir, Mr. You know, sir, yes, sir. Mr. Chester. Like, I, I will do it. You tell me you like you give me order. I will execute. You tell me what to do. And he goes, great. He said, first lesson, the single greatest difference, the number one difference between a good speaker and a great speaker is 1000 presentations. And he said, I want you to go out and give 1000 presentations. After you have given 1000 presentations, Come back and I will tell you step two. <laughs> and I was like, I said, well, okay, I'll do it, but like, where do you where where do you go? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to go. It's more of like what you do. Like, how do you get the gig? And like, and he's like, go speak for free wherever you can, schools. And then he told me about Toastmasters. Um and so I you know I joined Toastmasters and they had this this contest called the World Championship of Public Speaking mm-hmm. and there's 25,000 people who can you know compete from 90 different countries and um and so I spoke 304 times for free in 18 months I read dozens of books I spent thousands of dollars on coaching and I made it to the World Championship I was in the top 10 speakers in the world and I lost um, but then in 2007, I made it back. I was 24 years old and I studied harder, got more coaching. I made it back to the world championship. And in 2007, that was the year that I, um, well, I lost again, actually, but I lost higher. Um, I was the the world champion of public speaking first runner up. And um, that was kind of like how I thought I would launch my speaking career. And you know, then I was, I was meant, I, uh, you know, that was, so that's 2007. Fast forward today, um, Eric Chester, two years ago, um, I became the youngest American in history to be inducted into the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame um, by Eric, he inducted me into the hall of fame. And and I have to tell you, Grant, I still am super excited to hear what step two is. Um, I'm just, I can't wait. (laughs) Eventually, He'll get
0: around to it. Now, one thing I'm curious about just as a total, uh, side trail here is do you still recommend Toastmasters as a good, uh, option for speakers, especially early on looking for reps and at bats?
1: Definitely. And, 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 and new bits, right. New things to new things to new things to practice on, right? Like here's the thing. Toastmasters is not really for professional speakers. It's just right. for people who want to be better at speaking, but it's the only place that, I mean, it's the easiest, fastest, most encouraging place that you can go to immediately get stage time for free, right? Like, and get quality people and, and real coaching and instruction and feedback and practice. Um, and so my advice to people is stay in Toastmasters as long as you can until you're speaking so much that you you're getting that stage time in other places like until you're getting stage time weekly from other like paying gigs and engagements and things then it's like you should be in toastmasters like you know that's um so i definitely recommend that and it was you know toastmasters changed my life so here's the other part of that story so after toastmasters i was at a national speakers association convention which I am still emphatically rep- recommend. I still go to NSA. That's where I saw you. That's where yep, you and yep. I just re- recently reconnected. So I still go to NSA meetings. Um but you know, to Toastmasters and NSA it's like no brainer. Like if you want to be in this space, like you got to you got to go there. Um but anyways, I was at this I was at this NSA meeting um and was right after the World Championship of Public Speaking. So, so I'm there And I'm sitting in the cafeteria, like the, you know, the big open buffet hall, and there's thousands of people, I don't really know anybody. I'm sitting at this table all by myself, and this guy walks up to me, and he goes, is anybody sitting here? And I said, no, by all means. And he goes, you're Rory Vaden, aren't you? I said, yes, sir, I am. He goes, I I heard about you, You're you're the Toastmaster kid. I said, yes, I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, I am. I said, that. that's that's me. And he said, that was pretty impressive. And I said, well, thank you. I said, have we met? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know who you are. And he reaches out and he says, my name is Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar straight up cold walked up and introduced himself to me at an NSA meeting, just walking around the halls, Amazing. sat next to me. Uh, the redhead, Gene, his wife, mm-hmm. he calls yep, a redhead yep. if any of you are Zig Ziglar fans. Jean is there. She sits there too. And we hang out for like two and a half, three hours just talking. And he says, he says, I'd like to mentor you if you're interested. He's like, I'd like to mentor you. And so Zig Ziglar personally mentored me. So it was sort of like almost like a baton handoff from Eric to Zig at that point. And, and, um, I, I traveled with Zig. I would go to you know, he used to speak at these big get motivated events. They were called and I was backstage and there's Barbara Bush and Colin Powell. And like, I mean, it was nuts. And, um, and Zig Ziglar was, 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 was amazing. And so, um, what we did at that same, around that same time was, um, you know, I, I had just left the direct sales company. I finished grad school. I did the world championship. And then I had a business partner or I had a guy that I had met going door to door. He was one of the other top producer types. And we said we should start a company. We're going to build the greatest sales training company in the world, and we're going to like do huge events. And so, uh, me and him, and then he said, "Well, we have to recruit my best friend Amanda because I grew up with her. I've copied off her paper my whole life. She got me through school. She's the smartest person I know. And like she, we got to have her on our team." And so I was like, "Great!" So we recruit her, a couple other people, and we start this company. And what we did was, we we heard about this business model. From that Tom Hopkins was doing where people would go speak for free. He would send sales reps and they would speak for free and then they would sell a ticket to come here, Tom Hopkins. So what we were like, great, we could do that. So we literally took a Yellow Pages phone book and we ripped it into fourths. And we said, okay, you're going to call these people. You're going to call these people. You're going to call these people. and And we cold called. So we were in San Jose. So one of our other business partners was in San Jose. He was the only one of us who owned a house. So we went to San Jose lived like out of his house and apartments. And we're cold calling out of the yellow pages every day on local offices, real estate and financial advisors. And we'll say, let me come in, do a free one hour presentation speaking for free, which is still the model we teach our clients at Brand Builders today. Like go speak for free. Right. And so we're speaking for free. And then at the end, if we're good, let us offer uh, let us sell your people a chance to come to the event, a one-day big rally. Except what was crazy was there was no Tom Hopkins or any Tony Robbins or anybody famous. The speakers were us. We were the speakers. So it was like paid money to come here from a bunch of 20-year-olds to learn how to sell. And th- and we did it. We sold like 700 tickets at 300 bucks in 3 months. We generated a quarter million dollars in revenue in 3 months and we were up and running. And we did that for five years. We grew that to a couple million bucks. And then, um, and then we figured out how to sell coaching. And when we figured out how to sell coaching, everything changed. We, we grew it to an eight-figure business. We had 200 people. Uh, in 2012, my first book, Take the Stairs, comes out. Hits number one on the Wall Street Journal, number two on the New York Times. In 2015, I had a TED Talk called How to Multiply Time. It went viral, got like four and a half million views. Through the course of that, I met a gentleman named Lewis Howes who um, had a podcast. He still has a podcast called The School of Greatness Podcast. Well, my PR team had cold-pitched Lewis about having me on his show, and Lewis thought I was cool because I was young. I was 29 years old, and my book just hit the New York Times, and he was young. He's like a year younger than me. And so I was on his podcast, this growing podcast. And then it was like, dude, are you going to launch a book one day? And I was like, hey, like, let me tell you, like, here's what you should do. So I become friends with Lewis. Well, um, several years go by. And in 2018, oh, yeah. So here's the other part. That girl, Amanda, a year later after we start the company, her and I start dating. And then in 2010, we get married And then, uh, so her and I are married, and then we had our first kid uh, in 2017. And then in 2018, we sold that company. So it was an eight-figure business, 200 people. Um, We sold the company. And when that happened, we lost all of our social media, our podcasts, our email list. You know, uh, 20 years, in my case, it had been 20 years of speaking clients. uh, and, And the day that we exited the company, we had no plan. And Lewis Howes calls us and says, hey man, my business has grown a little bit. I know we haven't talked in a while, but I feel like I could use your help on some stuff. Like I, I need to set a strategy for my, my brand. And we're like, dude, we're wide open. So Lewis comes to our house right here in Nashville. Um, we spend two days with him and he goes, this is the most amazing two days I've ever spent on my business. He said, I'm gonna tell, this is your new business. This is what you guys need to do. And I'm gonna tell the whole world uh, that they should hire you. And so we went on this podcast, I don't know a month later. And within a w- like couple of weeks, we had a thousand inbound leads. Lewis became our first client. Um, you know, and today, you know, Ed my is a client. Tom and Lisa you are clients. I mean, you know, we've got um, you know, a woman named Jen Cohen, who we helped to do a viral TED talk. And so, now we do personal brand strategy. We do one-on-one coaching for personal brands. So speaking for us is a is a part of it, right? Like you right. teach the business of speaking, um, we do as well. But it's a it's a small segment of what we do. Yeah. We're a, sort of a level up, and we go, you know, here's the art of speaking, the business of speaking, podcasting funnels, uh, creating intellectual property, doing TED talks um, doing book launches, book launches happens to be one of our specialties. So we had three clients hit the number, hit New York times last year. We'll have a, hopefully a couple clients hit wall street journal, New York times this year. Ed, Ed has a chance to hit maybe number one. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to jinx anything, but like, he's going to have a big launch. And, um, you know, we worked really closely with him on that. And, um, and, and then also build out their internal sales teams. Because right. that was what we did. So, so, anyways, that's the not so short story. But that's 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 that is twenty five years and 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 five minutes. Thanks for
0: uh for for sharing all that <laughs> and walking through that journey. So now, with what you do today with Brand Builders Group, you work yeah. with with people again, not just speakers, but but certainly speaking is a part of that. And I think that's a, a big challenge for a lot of people who they say, hey, I want to be a speaker, but I also want to to have a book or have a podcast or have a course or do coaching or consulting and do all of the things. And, you know, we both understand, like, you can do all the things, but you can't do all the things at once. Like something's going to yeah. come first. Something's going to come last. And we both know speakers who do hundred gigs a year and nothing else and are super successful and speakers who do 10 gigs a year and a whole bunch of other things and and are successful. So it's not that necessarily one's better or worse than the other, but helping people really get clarity on like, how do all the different pieces of the puzzle fit together for them? So uh, like, what are some of the challenges that you see in working with with clients helping them to narrow down and really to, determine like where speaking fits into the mix?
1: Well, yeah. So, so speaking as a business model, you know, a lot of those things are either business models or their marketing mediums or their content distribution mechanisms. The, the And there's a more fundamental question that we start with and, and that we really address, which is based on that the single best piece of personal branding advice grant that I've ever received uh, was from a guy named Larry Wingett. Okay. Uh, Larry wasn't really a personal mentor, but like I knew him again from NSA and Larry said this and I, the moment I heard it, I was like, that is so dang brilliant. This is not a Rory Vaden quote. I wish it was, but he said "The, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others, find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And in the moment I heard that, I was like, oh man, like that is it find your uniqueness. But but Larry wasn't in the business of teaching people how to find their uniqueness. And so when we started Brand Builders Group, and part of this was the, the conversation started with Lewis, was we intuitively developed this process. Uh, we call it the brand DNA helix. It's the six-part framework that um, we take people through that helps them identify their uniqueness. And what happens is, is if you can identify your uniqueness, you have a chance to break through the wall. And one of the frameworks that we teach, we call it Sheehan's Wall. Uh, we named this after another colleague of ours, Peter Sheehan, who's brilliant, genius. Um, and he kind of explained this concept, like the genesis of this concept. We've, we've adapted a little bit for personal brands. He does like, he has like more corporate consulting, but is in any industry, in any environment, there's like two groups of people. Okay, so there are those who are unknown right? They're struggling with obscurity. They're, they're not well-known. They're not yet trusted. They're not yet recognized. And then there are those who are well-known. They have notoriety. They have trust. They have reach. They have got imp, like they have impact. And everybody's trying to break through this wall. There's this invisible barrier, this invisible wall between the two. And what most people do, which is a mistake, and this is what almost everybody does, is they look at all the people on the other side of the wall and they say, well, I'm going to do all those things. And so it's like, I have all these different topics I want to talk about. And, you know, like Gary Vaynerchuk. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks about sports and rap music and, and NFTs and social media and business and investing and cryptocurrency. And, you know, I, I'm going to talk about all these different things. Or they go like, I, you know, I need to have a lot of different business models. And they go, well, The Rock has like a tequila line and a clothing line. And he's an actor. And like, you know, he does, you know, endorsement deals. And, you know, like that's what I, I want to have. Um Oh, and then they see all these social media platforms, right? And it's like, oh, I got to be on TikTok and Instagram and you know Facebook and blah 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 blah. Or podcasters. And what happens is they start doing all of this stuff, and they bounce off the wall. They bounce off the wall, and the reason they bounce off of the wall is actually because a principle we wrote about in my in my first book, "Take the Stairs," which is that if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. If you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. The key the way to break through the wall is to find your uniqueness and figure out what is the one thing you can be known for that that you can that you're truly can be one of the best in the world at this one thing and you become known for that thing and that is how you break through the wall. Right. And then once you're on the other side of the wall, you can expand you know into other things or change directions because even though Gary Vaynerchuk talks about Everything today. And Tony Robbins, you know, Tony Robbins has relationships. He's got, you know, business. He's got wealth. He's got health. His new book is on health. But, but, but Gary Vaynerchuk in the beginning talked about one thing, wine, Wine. one thing. Wine, and he did it on one platform. People think it was Twitter, but it wasn't, it was YouTube. Yep. He had winelibrary.tv, and then he moved to Twitter after he broke through the wall. And that's sort of like one of the places that he, he blew up. But um, people struggle to know what is your uniqueness? What is the thing that you you can do that nobody else can do? What's your uncopyable difference? What is, what is innately wired into your DNA and we just happen to have figured out a, I mean, as humbly as I can say, a really effective process for helping people figure it out. And it's and it's less of like here's a you know like a you know a playbook that everybody must follow, and it's more customized to like go through this process and figure
0: out what is the secret for you. Right. Which is, again, it's counterintuitive because people think oftentimes the, the more things you can speak about or the more people you can t- speak to, the more opportunities that you will have, which is not what at all what people are looking for. And so uh, one thing we always say is you want to be the steakhouse, not the buffet. You know, so if we're going to lunch today and we're looking for a good steak, like we could go to a buffet where steak is one of the like hundred that. things that they offer, or we could go to a steakhouse. where so they do one thing, but they do that one thing really, really, really well. Uh, and so, but again, the, the default for most people is. Yeah, but I don't want to limit myself to just talking about wine. When I'm also interested in crypto or NFTs or business or marketing or parenting or relationships and on and on the list goes. And so again, I know that you you go over this in depth over a couple of days, but like high level, walk us through how do how does someone start to like narrow down and go from being the buffet to being the take Yeah, so it's very
1: simple, it's not easy. So I mentioned there's, you know, six questions, of, you know, effectively to this. I'll, and I'll tell you the first one. Okay, the genesis of a personal brand, right? When people come to me and they go, how do I become the next Ed Milad? How do I become the next Lewis Howes? The next like whatever. And I say, we have a sequence. It is a step-by-step m- m- methodical process. And the first step is by answering one question in one word. But it's extraordinarily difficult. Here's the question. What problem do you solve in one word? What problem do you solve in one word? And people trip all over themselves to answer this question because it's not easy. It's difficult. I mean, look, we've done this now with over 600 clients. Like we know it's not easy. But if you can't nail this, everything's going to break down along the way because there won't be clarity. Yep. And, and, and here's the thing. The reason this matters is because people buy solutions to problems. They buy solutions to problems. We think that people spend money, like when we think of money, we think of luxuries like, ooh, I want to buy a nice house or a vacation or a car. But in reality, people only spend money on luxuries if they have it available or if they're completely irresponsible. But but if there's a problem, if our kid gets sick, man, we find the money. If if our if we get a flat tire, we find the money. Water heater brakes, we find the money. Like people pay money to solve problems. So the question is. Are you just a random voice among a sea of noise talking about random things? Or are you speaking with a level of precision and clarity that cuts through the way that you would ping a glass in a room full of people that goes, if you have this, if you have this problem, I'm your person. And everybody around you says, oh, if you have that problem, you know, Rory is your guy or Grant is your guy or whatever. And you go like, this is it. And, and. And there's some really great recent examples of this. One of my favorites is Brene Brown, right? Like if you go, you know, what what do you speak on? Well, I'm a leadership speaker. Well, you and everybody else. But you want to know who the highest paid leadership speaker in the world is right now? It's Brene Brown. And Brene Brown doesn't even talk on leadership. What does Brene Brown talk about? Brene Brown spent her entire life dedicated to solving one problem. Shame. Shame. She was a researcher. She studied shame. She dedicated her life to understanding shame, exploring shame, analyzing shame, helping people who had shame, trying to help them get past shame. Why is shame there? What do we do about shame? And she figured out a one-word solution, which is vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? And and Brene Brown rapidly became one of the most influential people in the world. It's not just Brene Brown another friend of uh, mine right down the street, not a client, but a friend. uh, Well, I I speak, I've spoken at his events, um, but um, is, is Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey for 30 years has dedicated his entire life to solving one problem. Debt, debt. That is it. That he, for three hours a day, every day for 30 years, Grant, he has said the same thing over and over and over and over again, seven baby steps. And it's brilliant. That's how I got to know Dave. I, he changed my life like long before we were friends, he was a mentor long before that I was just a fan like in, in, and he has a multi nine figure company y'all like that means hundreds of millions built around helping people get debt free. That one thing debt free. And that is what they have done. Um, the you uh, know Tony Robbins dedicated his life to solving pain, you know, pain and suffering as he describes it, but it's pain. Mel Robbins, it, her, if you pay, if you watch closely, her whole personal brand is helping people with anxiety. They have anxiety, right? It's a very specific type of fear. And she talks about her panic attacks and, you know, the whole five second rule. One of the things that we did with Lewis was we, we, you know, we didn't do the work of helping Lewis be successful. First of all, Lewis was already a rolling stone by the time we, you know, started working with him, but he gives us a lot of credit because, you know, it took him however many years, eight years to go from zero to 30 million downloads. But in the last couple of years, since we've been working with him and his team, he's gone from 30 million downloads to 500 million downloads. And part of that was what he gives us credit for, which is more than we deserve, but we helped him figure out what is the one problem he should solve and what is the one business model he should focus on. When we started working with him, he had 17 business models. To his credit, you know, per our recommendation, he systematically reduced them down to three. He used to talk about all sorts of stuff. Now he frames his, his, his personal brand through the lens of self-doubt. He's helping people who are struggling with self-doubt. Like my personal brand, so I broke through the wall with Take the Stairs on procrastination. Procrastination was the problem that the Take the Stairs book solved, and and we did national research study on it, and we were exploring it. And then I invented uh, three or coined uh, the three types of procrastination. So classic procrastination, which everybody was aware of, but I invented the term creative avoidance, which is unconscious procrastination, and then priority dilution, which is the chronic overachievers procrastination. So creative avoidance is basically distraction. It's unconsciously filling the day with trivial stuff. But then priority dilution, people were fascinated about because it was the chronic overachievers. And that is basically interruption. Right. But it's the same net effect as, as classic procrastination, which is that they allow their day to be interrupted. And so at the end of the day, their most significant priorities are left incomplete. And so then the my first book was about procrastination. But then there was a large draw towards priority dilution. And so my second book and my TED talk on how to multiply time was really about interruption, which was just a a deep, even a more narrow form of procrastination. Um, Brand builders group today, we solve one problem, obscurity. That's what we help people with. We help mission-driven messengers to become more well-known. We help experts to build and monetize their personal brand. So speaking is a part of it. It's a small part of it book launches are a part of it it's a small part of it social media podcasting funnels copywriting websites but most of all you know building your sales team your infrastructure cash flow everything we do those are all small parts of it but the core like the first thing is your uniqueness if you don't nail that and that starts by being like what problem do you solve in one word and it's difficult and you know so that's like
0: that's where the journey starts for everybody we work with do you think people are able to identify that on their own? Uh, meaning that no. it's, it's really hard to read the label from inside the jar. And so what, what seems like uh, nothing and no big deal to me, maybe someone else may be like, how, how do you do that? Like that is your uniqueness. So do you feel like people can accomplish this in isolation?
1: No, I mean, I mean like our, our, I can barely do it for myself in isolation. And like, you know, I'm the, you know, we, my wife and I, we, we developed the whole methodology for this. We've done it with 600 people. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't work because your, your, your uniqueness is something you're so close to. It's your innate superpower. It is your God given design. It is your, your supernatural ability, which lives inside of you in such a way that you don't notice it. So it takes a process and it takes people around you to be able to see it. And it did for me. The thing for me was it took me 10 freaking years to figure out procrastination was the problem I solved. I started when I was 17. We figured it out when I was 27. Two years later, I was a number two New York Times bestselling author. Like it, it took forever. So at Brand Builders Group, you know, this is, and, and this is why we, this by the way, Grant, is why we do one-on-one coaching. We don't do video courses and we're like, we don't really do like membership sites and, and, and we don't even really do like, we have events, but we don't, they're not large events. We do one-on-one, even our events, there's one-on-one coaching with everybody there. Like it's, it's because it's, it's very personalized. It's very like, you know, it's, it's very uh, unique, Um, you know, and, and by the way, if, if anyone wants, we do a free call. If you go to free, if you go to free call.roryvaden.com. So free call.roryvaden.com. We do the first call with everybody for free, just because we'll even help them see this. And then we sort of map out what the journey is and we help them figure out like, Hey, based on the vision you're wanting and not, you know, depending on how big it is, we'll tell you like, these are the steps. Like this is exactly how to get there. And even though a lot of people know us, you know, we have some pretty recognizable clients, most of the clients we work with are not the Ed Mylets and the Tom and Lisa Bilyeu's of the world. I mean, that's a small 5% of our audience. Most of them are, honestly, accountants, doctors, lawyers, coaches, consultants. Like, they're not people with millions of followers. They're people who just want to, like, speak more or um, they really want to build their practice. Um, and they're just using their personal brand as, like, a marketing mechanism to drive awareness to their, you know, to their existing business, whether it's a service business or whether, you know, you know, of course information products, like we do a lot of that, but it's, you know, it's, it's really trying to bottle it up. So yeah, the, it's, it's very difficult to do by yourself.
0: Yeah. So to wrap up here and just kind of put a bow on things, I know there's a lot more we could cover. I want to be respectful of of time here, but uh, for someone who is kind of in those early stages and is trying to figure out what that uniqueness is for them, uh, what's uh, what's a, a possible next step that they should take? Well, yeah. So I mean, um, I, I would say request a call with our team. You know,
1: I mentioned that free Um, you can you can request a call. Um, the other thing is I would spend time well, well, here you want I'm gonna give you the shortcut. We, we like we're if we're we are if we are we are wrapping up. We got a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Fire away. Okay, okay. I'm gonna give you the I'll give you the I'll give you the shortcut because I can tell you because this is how we train our internal strategists. By the way, if you would have asked me the question. What is the thing you know today that you didn't know when you started Brand Builders Group a few years ago? Mm -hmm. This would also be my answer. And um, here's what we have realized after doing this hundreds of times. And we're now very, very confident that this is true. You are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Hmm. When we train our, our strategists and our content licensees. So we also certify people to like do this for other people. This is what we teach them is we teach them. We go, we have to look back through the thread of their life. And we ask, we simply say, what obstacle have you overcome? What setback have you survived? What challenge have you conquered? That, whatever that is, that is our greatest hint. It is our shortest path to finding your uniqueness. Because that is the thing, you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You're most specifically Hmm. equipped to help someone get through a problem that you have already walked past, Right. right? Like that's the the greatest shortcut. So that's, you know, if you, I would say that's what I would spend time thinking about because it's very specific. There's something about social media that makes people go, you know, I need to talk about like leadership or like, you know, communication or some very broad thing to like the world. And you go, remember Brene Brown, like talk about the one thing that you've studied, you dedicated your life to, you've lived. Um, What do you, what do you have results in? Uh, and, you know, ironically, like what we're doing now is so fun because I'm, all we do is, you know, it's, it's basically like 17 year old Rory who had this like dream, like, I want to be a speaker and I want to write book. I just want to help people, but I had no idea what that, that path was. That's what we do. And, you know, speaking was, was a, was an initial part of that. Um, And now it's much more broad, I would say. And it's, it's very specific to personal brands, but it's, what a CMO is to a company is what we are to a personal brand. So we're, we're guiding this arc all centered in, in their uniqueness. And, and, and that's, that's the, that's the trick. The the only other last little thing I will say, Grant is, is the other thing is you should do is you should listen to your calling. Like you, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a calling. That's why you're here in the first place. And you probably think you think it's a matter of yourself. Like, should I listen to this or should I not? Do I have time for this or do I not? And I'll tell you what we believe after having done this for so long. We believe that the calling on your heart is the result of a signal that's being sent out by someone else who needs you. Mm. And that person actually needs you way more than you need them like you believe you think everybody has that calling or it's no big deal. Or like you, you think whether or not you pay attention to it's just a matter of self. Like, I don't know if I have time or I don't know if I'm good enough or smart enough or like, yeah, it seems interesting, but, but we believe that that is not something that everybody hears because we've done this hundreds of times. And the we know from working with people that the specificity of their calling, the specificity of the type of people they can help is so narrow that the reason that you're feeling it is because there's so few people in the world who can truly do what you know how to do. There's, there's such so few people who have walked the exact path that you have walked that have overcome the problems that you, you have overcome. And so there is somebody out there right now who is looking for questions to answers that you know off the top of your head? They're looking for a they're trying to find a path that you already walked a hundred times. Like they could be on their hands and knees in this very moment praying desperately to God for an answer that you you can show up and just hand to them on a silver platter. And and we don't, when we don't listen to the calling, it's because we're not thinking about that person. And we're instead focused on ourselves. And, and that's when fear shows up. And fear is so self-centered because we think I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Somebody else has already done this. Like somebody else already did this. You know, somebody else is in my space. Like, but there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. There is no fear when you're realizing and, and going, no, somebody else out there is signaling me. Like somebody else out there needs me.
0: and you have to find them that'll preach come on now let's go uh hallelujah hallelujah hey that's great stuff man And again uh there's a lot more uh, i'm sure we could talk about and i'd be interested in asking you about but if people want to find out more about you and check out what you're up to both with brand builders group but also with your personal brand where where can we go
1: yeah i I mean i would just say go to freecall.roryvaden.com that'd be the first thing uh that's where you learn about brand builders group um other than that I would just go to roryvaden.com, you you know, and you can, uh, I have a, I mean, I have a master's degree worth of free content (laughs) available there broken up by categories and very specific things, um, you know, that you, that you, you might be interested in. So, you know, thanks for having me Grant and man, it's, it's awesome to see you doing what you're doing and, uh, just to reconnect and you're doing a great thing, man. So I appreciate so much the the privilege of Talking to your people and thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us, man. We appreciate it. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening? Right now, hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. Com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there. And you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.